Hello, Go Church family. I'm Lara. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hattaba. Hey, everybody. And Gilbert. Hey, everyone. We're glad to be back. It's March. It's a new month, a new series. And I'm very excited. I always say I'm very excited, but I'm really, really excited about this series. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yes. It's a great uh, series, and there's a great story with this series. There, are, There's always a story behind the series. Right? We'll get into it. But first, if this is your first time on a podcast, I want to say welcome. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad that we're able to speak to you and speak into your life. Before you ask, let me tell you who Go Church is. Go Church is your place. It is your place to love, grow, and go. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, to grow in His love, and to go out into your world with His love. Praise God. We are a Bible-based, spirit-filled, and group-centered church. We used to say we're English-speaking, but I don't know if that's necessarily true because we have so many things happening in many different languages, and we're so happy to have groups happening in Arabic. Uh, We have many Armenian speakers, many French speakers, and I I hope that that just keeps increasing as Go Church grows. Absolutely. Our family is growing. But we say that we are a group-centered church because most of our meetings happen in small groups called grow groups all across Lebanon. We're so glad that we can, you know, we're not bound to Sunday morning, a set time, a set format, sit people in rows, talk at them, and that's that. You know, we just go back to living our day-to-days and our our moment-to-moments, but we can actually... Rather than that, we can actually have church anywhere at any time with our church family, our intimate group of, uh, of brothers and sisters, and we can sit around a circle rather than sit in rows, and we can actually accomplish what Jesus instructed the church to accomplish, which is make disciples, right? Yeah. And Grow groups just, are such a great place for discipleship to happen because yeah. you know you can hide in a in a room full of 500 people. But if you're meeting regularly on a weekly basis with your grow group, five, six, eight, ten people, they know you, yeah. right? And they know if you're not doing good. And it's, uh, it's what we talk about, the accountability and also the care aspect that happens in grow groups. And what I have seen, having done this for a little bit, I see people grow faster spiritually and grow deeper into subjects. And I say that on purpose, grow into the subjects that we study, these themes, more than if they just sat in a room and listened to us talk for an hour. Because there is that mutual care where we care for one another, and then we're accountable to one another, and then we have um, the opportunity to be activated, to put into action. I, it's my sincere hope that everyone that comes to a grow group for a year is asked 52 times to put the Word of God into practice. And if you put the Word of God into practice on a regular basis, do you know what happens? You grow stronger spiritually. Yep. 
the best way to grow spiritually is to start doing spiritual things, yeah. start doing spiritually healthy things. And part of that is being part of a grow group. Yeah. Laura, what's your experience with grow groups? I wait for Wednesdays because my grow, grow group uh, meets on Wednesdays. Uh, I, we have the CAG going on there. We uh -huh. care for one another. Uh, we're accountable. Uh, activation happens and uh, communication is amazing. We talk about, uh, we discuss the theme after listening to the podcast. And I love when we, we talk about practical ways to, we, when we talk, uh, talk about practical ways to uh, implement what we're learning. And uh, it makes a difference, it makes a lot of difference in our daily lives. So, Laura, you're not just on the podcast, but you're also part of a grow group. Yes, of course. So you're part of two grow groups. Because this yes. is one of them, right? This is, this is the <laughs> recorded grow group. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, like Pastor Matt's saying, you know, you don't, when you come to grow groups, don't expect to sit and just listen to people speak for, for about, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or however long we tend to go on the podcast. The good thing about the podcast is you can speed us up 1.5 yes. times, 1.75 times. I don't know if I speak too fast for that, but um, but yeah, we the 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 great thing about podcasts and why we do podcasts is because we actually introduce the series. We get to teach a little bit on the series, and we get to really uh, introduce what everyone is talking about this week in grow groups. And so this month, we're, we're sharing a series called Power to Change. And this series, this teaching series, which we build on all month, is something that we will keep talking about and we will keep reading about and we will keep sharing about in grow groups. So personally, I love grow groups because it's a place where everyone can speak. You know, it's not a place where one person is speaking and, you know, you're just sitting in the corner trying to figure out what's going on. You can actually interact, engage, ask questions on the subject, uh, really figure out how this fits into what I what I'm doing or what I'm not doing in my life. And how can I change certain things in my life, in my walk to measure up to the word of God so I can see God's results in my life? Yeah. And. And also, uh, apart from the message, uh, the people you're with, your grow group uh, members, they become part of uh, your weekly live, life and you want to know how their week went, what they did, what they didn't do, and you just wait to see them personally. It's, a, it's an yeah. amazing relationship. It's, it builds up and uh, they become your family. Yeah, it's community. Yep. Yeah. You're not allowed to sulk if you come to grow groups. We all... We all they don't let pounce you. on you, you know, like what's going on. <laughs> no one lets the other person <laughs> solve because they lift each other up. That's right. Yeah. But it also results in, in real change. And you might not notice that change in you, but the people that you're around, they recognize change. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about in this series, yeah. the power to change. And that change starts with us. I'm not just jumping ahead, but in grow groups, because it's an environment that um, encourages growth, that growth is visible, is tangible, and people that that knew you before, maybe they know you in passing, they maybe they work around you, they work with you, they'll start recognizing, hey, something's 
happening, something's going on, and uh, that that might make a coworker to ask questions like, "Tell me what your church is all about again," or it may encourage them to uh, try to open the subject. And, and what they're really doing is is asking, "Hey, will you invite me to maybe a special meeting or a special?" Yeah. What makes you different? You know, <laughs> can I can I get in on this? Yeah, and I'm. Uh, bringing this up because you know normally we have our big corporate gatherings where our groups come together on the second Sunday of every month, but March is different because Easter is happening kind of early in the year, and on March 31st, which is a Sunday, we're going to have a second kind of a big Sunday, but it's just a special meeting where it's going to be an Easter service, and I want you to know about it because I want you to invite people. And what do I mean when I say invite people? Well, um, the purpose for us doing an Easter service is to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus together. And I want to do that with as many of your friends and family and coworkers and people that, you, that you're around. And here's the truth. A lot of us will think, well, if I invite someone, what if they say no? And uh, you might see me on social media answering this question, but I'll just put it here too. What if they say yes? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Are you glad that you said yes to Jesus? Has he made a big difference in your life? Yeah. What if, what if you could be part of their story? What if you could be part of their Jesus story? And... The fact that you were willing to ask, invite, pick them up, make a way. Hey, I'll get a ride for you. I'll arrange. I'll come. I'll come and drive you. I'll arrange for a taxi. Whatever you have to do. Think about what if they say yes and you become part of their testimony. What a privilege! That's right. Yeah. Where we get to participate with Jesus in someone's gospel transformation. So March 31st, Easter, the truth is most people will say yes if they're invited, especially if it's in, hey, it's a special thing. It, you know, We won't go very long. It's going to be very gospel-focused. Everyone there is going to get a chance to hear the gospel, the, the good news of Jesus. And you don't have to do it. All you have to do is help get them there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's amazing. And we're going to talk about this all month. But in, in that whole process, someone might see a change in you and then open up some subjects just because they're curious about why you're smiling when so many other people are crying, why maybe good things are happening in your life or why you still have hope despite adversity in your life when other people are breaking down. And then, you know, hey, what, what's different about you? You know, why, why do you have hope? And the reality is you could just tell them, well, you know, I have faith. I have faith in, in Jesus. I have faith that, you know, God loves me. I have faith that, you know, I, when I speak to him, he hears me and he answers these prayers. And hey, like, I'm part of this church. Do you want to join and see what it's all about? All, none of that really involves figuring out a three-point sermon to preach. <laughs> yeah. You know, none of that involves knowing the Bible back to front, front to back, left to right, right to left. I, I don't know if you read Arabic, but, you know, 
the the fact is the the change in you actually creates the opportunity for them to receive something that's exactly right and if they say no i can't on easter i have to go to my church with my teta and okay that's okay we have grow groups and they meet everywhere in lebanon on different days and you can definitely come be part of my grow group yeah yeah that's right and you know as i as as we get into the series i i do want to say one thing i do really like is the fact that even though we go on to a new series we don't have to disconnect from the last series yeah and we're gonna pick up a lot of a lot of uh, points and themes from the the series which we did last month which is called complete unity and really this month is a continuation of last month's series because we're still looking at the commandment of jesus which is to love one another as he has loved us so that is john chapter 13 verses 34 and 35 and we really focus on last month on love one another as he has loved us and this month we're going to focus on verse 35 which is this way all men will know that you are or all i say all men but it's all people will know that you are my disciples because you have love one for another so actually this month we're going to focus on the outward facing component of what the the you know the change that love produces in us that manifests in our lives that we demonstrate towards others how that affects other people and their lives and so unity helps us see others through the lord's eyes but now we're able to act and do with in god's method so that we can actually reach others so rather than just seeing the lord's heart now we're acting as his hands yeah. and that's really what this month is all about so our series is called power to change maybe we can talk about the title a little, a little bit because you you might think you've already figured out what it means and you might be really disappointed by the end of this introduction yeah but why do we talk about first of all let's talk about change what is change and you might think yeah yeah people around me need to change and the situation needs to change and you know what my pastor is preaching needs to change and you know maybe like what what my boss is giving me as work needs to change oh, and yeah. you know my wife needs to change and my dog needs to stop barking or whatever that looks like but but the reality is we're focusing on personal change yeah. we're focusing on our values as a church we said love grow go last month we talked about love and grow of course and this month we're talking about grow and go and how the love that changes you equips you to really be effective in your go life and when we talk about power to change so what actually changes me it is maybe not what you think but we're talking about god's method to release power which is the word of god yeah the word of god contains all the power necessary all the life necessary to change me 
So with that, how about we read our key scripture for the month? Um, Laura, would you like to read the key scripture? Sure. I love this passage. Uh, main scripture is 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Glory to God. Wow. Yeah, it's such a good, good scripture. And you know, I, I think that we've looked at this in, in previous series. Uh, I guess uh, Pastor Matt Beamer actually mm -hmm. brought this up in, uh, in a series a while back. But I'm, I'm glad that we're going through this again. And the first thing I do want to point out is this, that, that Paul is speaking to the church and he's explaining something. What he's explaining is that his approach, you know, or, or, or the approach that he's using when it comes to spreading the truth in terms of his mission, what God sent him to do, is by my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words. And so he's talking about preaching. Preaching is god's method so we're going to go back to this this theme and we're going to say this a few times we're going to say god's method versus man's method and in this passage it becomes clear that there is a way to do something and a way to not do something and paul is pointing that out which he says my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power and so we can approach speech and preaching using human wisdom, using what we think is right, using a, you know, maybe a formula that we've seen someone else do, or we can do it in the method that God ordained for us to do it. Yeah. In demonstration of the spirit and of power. And you might, you might think that, Power only means these these manifestations or these like outwork outworkings of of demonstrations of of supernatural things happening, spectacular things happening around you. But it's not limited to that. I mean, power. You know, when you say power, or like if you look at electricity, power does something, which means that if you apply power to something. So if I apply power through my charger to my phone it charges my phone it does something mm -hmm. and so power produces change it's not that power needs to be visible i never see the electricity go through my charger and into my phone however i get to use my phone all day you know and so the the power that he's talking about here He's, he does say demonstrations of the spirit and of power. So definitely there are manifestations of that, but it is not limited to that. But the, the point here, and I love this in the, in the scripture where Paul says, God has a method, man has a method. Yeah. And God's method is the release of his power. How does he release his power? A little bit here, a little bit there maybe on Tuesdays, but not on Wednesdays. No, he has a specific method. What is it? Preaching. I once heard uh, someone say, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a doing person. I'm not a talking person. 
And that sounds really good, right? That sounds, yeah. that sounds pretty good. Unless you look at it in the light of Scripture. And if you look at that in the light of Scripture, that's humanism. That is pure humanism. God's method is he speaks, and then the Spirit does what his word says. We see that in Genesis. We're going to look at it over and over again in our series here. The power of God is activated by the word of God. Oh, I want the power of God in my life. People might say that. Well, put the word of God in your mouth. Begin proclaiming God's word in your mouth because God's method is to proclaim, to preach his word. And the most powerful preacher in your life should be you. Yeah. And you know what? Let's, let's not assume, because throughout the series, this is, this is what might happen, is you might assume that you already know what we're talking about. Don't assume that. Let's, let's all allow the word of God to build us up, to help us see new things that the Lord wants us to see so that we can operate in God's method and not man's method. You know, the, really the, the heart of misunderstanding is when we read something or we hear something through the lens of assumed knowledge. Yeah. So if I assume I know what we're talking about, I assume I know what this means, I assume that, oh, I've already heard this, I've actually cut myself off from understanding. I've cut myself off from more revelation. Um, the worst thing that I can say to me is I already know that. Mm. Because the truth is, I don't know everything. The more, I, the more I know, the more I see, the more I see I don't know. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot more. And uh, yeah. so it's good to just switch off that assumption. Oh, I already know this. Well, I, no, this, um, this is not a complex subject, but it is very deep and very practical. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's right. And hopefully we get to build this from scripture, you know, from the ground up and, and really equip ourselves to go. I mean, that, that is ultimately the reason why we're doing this is because we want to go into our world and share and demonstrate and declare the love of God. So what is preaching? Because we've been talking preaching, preaching, preaching. What does it actually mean? And well, let's talk about what it's not. Preaching is not just the thing that happens on Sundays. It's not just the thing that the guy with the microphone is supposed to do on a, in a church setting. So preaching means to proclaim. In fact, the word that's used in the Bible literally means to herald or to, um, that's, the, that's an old English term, but it it means to let everyone know what the king or the ruler has said. That's so good. <laughs> Which is powerful, right? If you think about it, the Holy Spirit inspired 
the New Testament writers to choose that word. So he said, preaching, we're talking about preaching as God's method, not just simply talking, but to preach it means to say what the king says in the way the king said it. It's literally a Greek word that means to speak on behalf of a sitting ruler yeah. that has dominion. Yeah. And That's emphasizing amazing. what the king wants to emphasize at the moment. Yes. At the minute. And and as you're saying what preaching is not, I want to add this. You know, preaching is not what you do to each and every single person that you come across on the street. You know, preaching is not what you do when you know, someone's like asking you, hey, what the t what's the time? And then it's like, you, you know, Jesus loves you. And then you start like putting, you know, your standard script on every single person and kind of forcing them to listen to a, you know, something that, that, that might not actually help them in that minute, that, that might not actually bring them closer to the Lord in that minute. Now, I'm not saying that telling someone Jesus, that Jesus loves them is a negative. Please don't misunderstand me it's always good. It's always positive because that is the truth. But there is a way that the Lord wants to get that across to someone. There, there are things that the Lord is trying to get across to people who don't even know him. And those things are questions that they may have had for years and years in their, in their hearts, or these are blocking points or cultural points that people may have just been stuck with and that prevented them from asking questions seeking the truth you know going to that church talking to their neighbor who who knows the lord and the fact is one thing that you say could either help them and release something in their lives or it could set them back another five years yeah and yeah the preaching uh, to other people, primarily the, ser the best sermon that you can preach to other people is the one that is the expression of the change God's word has worked in your life. Yeah. That is the most powerful preaching that you can do to the to people around you. And um, that's... We, we'll talk more about that, but letting the word of God and the work of God in you show forth is a powerful preaching sermon. Um, and there's a, a quote that says, always preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Well, you know, like the... So this this series is actually born from a message that I had shared some months back. Mm -hmm. And this was at another church. It was actually Pastor Tom's church in in Lebanon. And it's it's such an honor that we as Go Church are able to speak life and really equip and help and 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 support other churches and build up other churches because that is ultimately the body of Christ. And, you know, it's, it's as, as we shared that message and, and as, you know, as that word was really like growing on the inside of me, I was thinking, you know, this is something that 
we need to talk about. This is something that we need to build on and this is something that we just need to camp on for the whole month. And I'm so glad that we're doing this series. But there's, there is something which, which became really clear to me about preaching, which is, you know, a lot of, if, if I asked people around, you know, what is, what is preaching the gospel? It's like sharing the good news, sharing the truth, you know, there's truth to that. It, it, it's right. But there is something deeper, which is preaching is releasing the power of God. That's right. Towards people. That's exactly right. How do you do that? You share the words, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the angel that released Peter and john from yeah. the jail they said go and speak the words of, of life. life yeah and that that is rhema zoe mm -hmm. right that that is literally the the anointed word of life that god is speaking to someone yeah. that that is not oh i'm just you know I'm, I'm sharing from the script that is in my brain and just trying to download something into your brain no i'm I'm trying to release power that God put in that word that belongs to you so that, again, think of a, a, a mobile phone. What does power do to a mobile phone? It, it charges it. It changes it. It makes it, uh, you know, it, it basically releases something in it that makes it live up to its purpose. Yeah. You know? I love that. Preaching is, is sharing the good news, but it, and and it, and it is, but I love that statement. Preaching is releasing the power of God. Paul said in Romans chapter one, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God. But how does the power of God get released? Through preaching. Paul said also in 1 Corinthians, he said that preaching is foolishness. That's right. right. And if you've ever done it before, <laughs> especially in front of people, it can seem like that. Except it's not. It's foolishness from a human, humanistic point of view. But it's God's method. God's method for what? Change. It's God's method to release his power. Yeah, praise God. You're right. You know, this is this is something that Paul says, which is preaching is is foolishness. So let's let's actually read that scripture in in First Corinthians uh, chapter one. And I I I'm going to say that over the month, we're probably going to refer a lot, you know, refer back a lot to 1 Corinthians, the first few chapters in there, because to be honest, that's, it's all about that. And if you notice, there's a lot of, um, last month, we shared a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 as well, when we were talking about complete unity, because this is not separate from that. The reality is that when we're preaching, we are trying to bring people or we are aiming to release power to bring people back into unity with the Father, yes. to bring people into unity with the brothers and sisters that God called them to be in unity with. So like we said, preaching is releasing the power of God towards people to equip people to, to, to bring them into the place or to charge them up, to strengthen them up, to, to come into the right place. Yeah. So so let me let me go back to what we were saying, which is First Corinthians uh, chapter one, verse seventeen and eighteen. So Paul is talking about 
his ministry here and he says this for christ did not send me to baptize but to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words lest the cross of christ should be made of no effect for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god so you notice something here i mean i think there's quite a bit here that we can pull out pull out of this but you know in verse 18 it, it really stands out to me that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So first of all, it's perceived as foolishness, especially if you don't receive what's happening. So, you know, someone, the preacher, can release the power of God, but unless that is received, it does nothing, and it was for nothing. Yeah. And... There are many scriptures, we'll talk about this in more detail probably next week, but the Lord's words are designed to fulfill a purpose. Yeah, his word releases power. Let me read this yeah. uh, passage in the Passion Translation. Yeah. It says, I declare, I'm just picking up there in verse 17, I declare the message stripped of all philosophical arguments that empty the cross of its true power. <laughs> For I trust in the all-sufficient cross of Christ alone. To preach the message of the cross seems like sheer nonsense to those who are on their way to destruction. But to us who are being saved, it is the mighty power of God released within us. There's a note here. The message of the cross becomes the ignition point where God's power becomes operative and actualized, the ability to convert, transform, and save. The power of God is released through preaching. And again, I'm going to come back to something that we, we said at the beginning. Don't listen to this with the assumption of, oh, well, I know what this is talking about, or I know what this is. You might think, Matt, I am not going to get a microphone and stand up in front of a group of people and preach. That's not what I'm talking about. Mark 16, 15 says, to every follower of Jesus, to preach the good news. Let's, let's look at it. Yeah. Mark chapter 16, it says, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news. To who? To everybody. Where? Everywhere. <laughs> so uh, everywhere there are people, the people who believe, keep reading it, keep reading there in Mark 16, it says those who believe, so this that's the qualifying. If you're a believer, then you need to be preaching the good news to who? To everyone, everywhere. How do I do that? Well, it starts with you opening your mouth. And what am I supposed to say? Well, um, we'll talk about that in the, in the coming uh, weeks. But where it really starts is always with you. Yeah. So putting God's word in your mouth and preaching to you. Start with that. Yeah. And you preach you. You preach the word of God to you. What happens? You release the power of God or the power of God becomes 
operative and actualized in you and me when I put it in my mouth. God's word in your mouth will do exactly what God's word will do in his mouth in you. Yeah, that's so good. Praise God. You know, that's uh, we talk about meditating in the word of God and you can also say I'm preaching to that's myself. That's exactly right. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can I can remember uh, you know a few months ago there was a point where you know Lara I believe I shared this with you but there was a point where I started nagging a lot about oh man I have this to do and I have this paper to sort out and I have so much stuff on my plate and this all takes so much time and you know my cousin took like I don't know months to get this sorted out and then this other person never got these papers sorted out and you know what like the lord put in my heart you're saying the wrong thing say everything is easy with the lord and i'm like okay cool yeah see see that's that's a word of life so that's a word he put in my heart i could have ignored it walked away from it and indeed all those papers could have taken me months and a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty. And I'm not going to get into the details of, of how things worked out when they were not supposed to work out in the natural. But I took the decision to say, every time I felt overwhelmed about something I needed to do, I said, you know what? Everything's easy with the Lord. No, everything's easy with the Lord. Everything's easy with the Lord. No, don't think that thought. Don't think this is difficult. Just say everything is easy with the Lord. And surely enough, everything happened in such an easy way like things got facilitated and the reality is i i preach that to myself like i pick that up and i i, I link that back to to scriptures you know scriptures about ability scriptures about the love of god for me scriptures about um you know i you know he put me in my place and in my place there's everything i need and i would just preach that to myself and say everything's easy with the lord and as much as i did that i would experience the power yeah in my life and then you shared it with me yeah. which helped me a lot and then i shared it with someone else oh yeah yeah wow That's... everything is always easy with the lord so and then we see kind of the shape of what our study is the power to change me yeah you know and then the power to change others yeah and then the power to change the world. Yes. And how how does that happen? How is it actualized? How how does it become operative? How is the the power of God released? Preaching. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to pick up uh, pick back up in, in Mark chapter sixteen verses fifteen through to eighteen because uh, Pastor Matt had pointed that out in in, in verse fifteen says. He said, so Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So that is the first step to then seeing change happen later on. So let, let's keep reading. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17, these signs will follow those who believe. Believe what? Yeah. W what do you believe? You, you believe the gospel that is preached, right? You believe the good news or the words that are spoken from God to me that I receive. So these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That sounds like power being released. That is 
tremendous power being released. Where does it start? It starts with preach the gospel. Glory it, to God. It starts with the word that is released into the life of someone who chooses to receive it. Yes. And so this is what we're, we're encouraging everyone to think. Don't think, how, how do I preach? What do I preach? Like, start with, how do I receive this? Right. You know, I can, I can receive the word of God that is preached. Am I not receiving it? How could I receive it to a, to a greater measure? And the reality is that we shouldn't just hear the word of God. We should hear, receive, act on, believe in the word of God that doesn't only belong to someone or belong in the Bible, but they belong to me. And once I see that those words belong to me, I will see change in my life. That's right. Yes. And you might think, well, that sounds that sounds nice and you know, but I tried that. I tried I tried saying a a positive confession and nothing happened. I tried to preach the word of God to myself for my own situation, but I didn't see any change. What 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 would we say to that? And of course, anyone that knows me knows that my answer to that is just, well, what does the Bible say? And uh, you can look this up on your own, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. Paul talks about the process of releasing the power of God through preaching, and he relates it to farming. Yeah. He said, uh, you have one person that plants you have someone else that waters, and God gives the increase. The release of the power of God causes growth, causes change, causes fruit to abound. That's his part. Our part is the farming part, <laughs> to plant and to yeah. water. And uh, Jesus gives us this example in Mark chapter 4 about the process of the seed of planting the seed and making sure, not that the seed is good, not that the seed is going to produce, but that the ground that the seed is going in is ready. Yep. To, to focus on the ground, the seed is always going to do the work. The word that we preach, that's God's method, God's method for what? Releasing the power. The, our part is to release to proclaim to herald what the king said i really want to get into that uh in the ne in the next week but um don't just quit after one day don't quit and say well i put some you know i put a seed of corn in the ground but i went out i didn't see anything corn takes 88 days to develop it's very specific yeah <laughs> and uh, but it produces 300 times what you put in the ground plus a stalk i know i know a couple of things about corn probably not everything but mm -hmm. <laughs> um i think that's hybrid corn actually it, um, non non-gmo corn takes longer but <laughs> we'll be okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know pastor matt as you say this I, I remember that you know we've already covered this in route to 2.0 yes and we can always go back to these things and listen to them again and and the the you know I, I will say this that sometimes when i'm just a little bit tired like I, I tend to go downstairs so at home we have like a little like a little garden area where we have some some fruit trees and 
you know, an area where, where we plant, you know, plant some seeds and some vegetables and whatever that is. And sometimes when I travel with, with my wife, Ciela, to, to the Netherlands, you know, we just buy some seeds and we bring them back and we start planting them. And I just go down there, literally, I, I know this might sound silly, but I just, I look at these trees and I look at these plants and I'm like, this is like a miracle. You know, th this, all this came from like these little tiny things that like didn't even weigh like 10 grams that I put in my, in my suitcase and I traveled back with. And, and now I'm enjoying this vegetable. You know, now I'm seeing these, these greens and purples and reds and, 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 and sweet tastes and bitter tastes and whatever tastes. And that just came out of that seed that yeah. went into the ground. But it, it started as a result of the action that you took of planting it. That's right. And um, that's what we're going to get into. Um, like I said, we, we're going to look at this in three different parts. The power to change me. You know, um, this theme is all about reaching out. But it starts with preaching the message to me. You know, that, that's why we started talking about that. The change in you is the best magnet and the, and the most powerful yeah. message. And then the power to change me, then the power to change us. And when I say us, I mean the church, those that we're in community with, those that we're in connection and relationship with. And, and as a result of that, the outworking of that is the power to change them. <laughs> them who? The world. Um, and I'll, I'll finish with this. You know, we have a, we have, a, I believe, an assignment from the Lord as Go Church to emerge, to become visible and prominent in Lebanon, to help Lebanon recover from a difficult situation. And we can't do that in the corner. No. We need to do that by occupying the space and place that God has called us to do, and we're going to do that by releasing the power of god through his method yeah that's right so in closing our introduction uh to power to change i want to go ahead and read the purpose of our series uh here's the purpose we want the go church family to see that they have a part in changing their world god wants us to go into our world to change it and he has equipped us to go God's method is for us to change personally through his word so that others around us can change also. Praise God. It's going to be a great series, going to be a great study. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we will, uh, we'll be back with you next week. But we want you to know that we love you and we're praying for you.